The NBA season is a few months away, but there are still tons of sports for you to get in the game and make your next bet with Sports Interaction. Bet before the game or live in play on all of your favorite teams' matchups. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn or download the app to get started. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Welcome to SDPN's off-season miniseries, The Leap, where I sit down with media members from across the NBA to discuss some of the up-and-coming players in the league that could take that next step in their careers. We discuss six players across six different teams, all with different styles and positions in hopes of understanding what makes their development unique. Today, I want to take a look at Raptors big man Precious Achua, entering his fourth year in the NBA with the physical tools to be an all-defense level player, an elite athlete who, at his best, could be a dominant interior presence, but he's been dealing with a lot of identity crisis, not sure what position he actually wants to play and what role best suits him. It's natural for a player who has shown flashes of shooting and creation to wonder what they will eventually become at their best, so the question is, how will Lechua take that leap? What's going on, y'all? Welcome to The Leap. Uh, this is sort of an off-season series that I'm doing to discuss uh, a bunch of different players in the NBA, around the NBA, that might be ready to take that next leap in their careers, whether it is from, you know, non-role player to a role player or from role player to star or star to all-star. Um, there's, you know, there's going to be discussions about multiple different types of players. Today, we're here joined by Mr. Pull-Up Trey himself, Trevon Heath, co-host. Is it host or co-host of, of co the... Co-host, co-host. Co sidekick I like to say, actually. Sidekick, okay. Guillermo sidekick. of the Pull-Up... No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> co-host of uh, the Pull-Up Trey podcast on Raptors Republic. Um, look, we we I wanted to bring you on to talk about Precious because... He has a very interesting, he's had a very interesting first yeah. couple of seasons in Toronto. Uh, I think there was a lot of promise in his first year in Toronto, especially after the All-Star break. He showed, uh, you know, some developments when it comes to shooting touch. Uh, and then in year two, it it just, it felt like a mixed bag. You never got what you wanted to. He was injured there for, I believe, December and a bit of January or mm -hmm. November and December. And he never really got off to the right start. So I... I I guess my first question to you is how would you contextualize the first two seasons for Precious in Toronto? I would say um mix, mix bag. The the first season I would say overall would be a success just because he finished on such a high. Mm -hmm. He was shooting at above above average three-point clip and that opened up everything for his game. I think for him it's being able to in the context of the Raptors, clearly, because there's a log jam of several forwards, he's going to have to be able to hit shots, um, be able to put the ball on the floor and then create rim pressure from that, which is lacking from most of their team. Yeah. And I think that's why you saw his minutes go down. They just simply couldn't support him being on the floor with the lack of shooting that they had. And now with even Fred Van Vliet gone, it's it's a bit interesting how that will will kind of coincide this season. So I feel like with the Raptors and just discussing what some of these prospects look like in general next season, there's a with Pascal and there's a without Pascal scenario, yes. right? How does Precious's season look if Pascal returns? And then if you want to answer how his next season might look without Pascal with more opportunity. 
Yeah. Uh, in terms of like pathway to success, I think the with Pascal timeline, it's their small ball five with a OG or Scotty led lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, with Jakob, I don't see him being able to get enough enough looks at the rim to warrant him being on the floor. Although the defense would be awesome, he's yeah. probably a top three defender on the team. One of the probably the best athlete on the team as well. He isn't able to offer enough shooting in order for him to be on the floor. But in those small ball lineups where they're going to get back to that vision 6-9, Precious can offer resistance defensively. And then also, if he's able to shoot, he doesn't need to be a 37% three-point shooter like he shot the first season. But if he's he's able to offer some verticality by getting to the rim, catching lobs, rolling off of Scotty and, and becoming a better roller and screener in general, he'll be able to be used in a lot of what Scotty's growth will be, yeah, as yeah. well as being able to show flashes in itself because he'll be going against other fives where he has an incredible speed and athletic advantage, and he'll be able to use some of that dribbling skill to hopefully um, score and increase his, his averages. Yeah. Um, timeline without Pascal, I think – um, you see a larger minute increase, obviously. I think there isn't a pathway to necessarily start. I think Scotty obviously slides to the four with Jakob um, to the five. But I could see a potential scenario where he is actually closing games if he's finishing well, if he's playing well. The finishing has improved for impressions. I think that was the one big win from last season. Yep. And also in certain lineups, um, Jakob isn't necessarily needed. Most teams in the league have smaller bigs. And if he's able to become a better roller and they're going in these smaller lineups where they're switching everything, I think that's a pathway to him getting more minutes, becoming a 25-26 a minute player. And obviously, if they make the playoffs, uh, being in that playoff rotation and being a, a big force in it. Yeah, I, I there. So there were a couple points you hit on that I found really interesting. The the at rim finishing, you were 100% right on. He shot 72% at the rim last year. His career high before that, although it's been only three years, was 62%. And like for a guy his size, you know, that is such a massive thing to improve on being able to be a consistent rim finisher. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to throw out these numbers at you just to kind of hear what you're saying. And and I want to contextualize it based on like what role he actually wants to play, um, like what he wants to do as a player. So, OK, 0.58 in ISOs, 0.91 in transition, 1.09 is the pick and roll roll man, 0.94 on post ups, 0.92 on spot ups, 0.8 on DHOs, 1.25 off of cuts. So he's it, it shows that he's an incredible off-ball mover, great role man, great dive man to the basket. He can be this big man for you. But is that the role he wants to play is the question. Me and you were both there. We we heard a story about him in Memphis, right? Uh, yep. when when he went to the coaches in Memphis and you know they were they were telling him, Oh, you know, you gotta roll to the basket, you gotta be this big man, this rim protector for us. Yep. And he's like, Have you guys heard of Kevin Durant? I wanna sh- I wanna <laughs> play like KD. And he showed them Kevin Durant highlights. So where do you think he is in terms of what role he wants to play next season? Um, and like just in general, what does he envision for himself and his career? Yeah, I think with um Fred being gone, most of the Raptors are thinking my usage is going to get up. I'm going to have more chances with the ball. And obviously for Precious, 
in terms of like immediate impact, him him um idolizing or playing a game similar to like Robert Williams, um, Jalen Duran, those guys who are vertical spacers, offer some passing, um, athletic cutter, that will lead to like immediate success. But for in order for him to to get paid, those the guys that really get paid are those shot creators. It's he yeah. he's shown that he wants to dribble the ball. Nick Nurse has given pretty much everyone the freedom in his first two seasons to if you got the rebound, be able to actually create shots. And that's kind of where the Raptors you can see why they're one of the highest ISO teams in the past couple of years. But um I think he sees himself as a wing. And I think in a perfect world, he probably thinks he can move up in the rotation if he offers more shooting because that allows him to play with OG and Scotty and slot into the lineup where most people think that's going to be Gary or Otto Porter or Grady Dick. Yeah. Do you think there's a way to blend that? It, it like kind of get the best of both worlds in the sense that he can be your quote unquote, small ball five rim rolling big guy who can protect the basket for you. But then on the other side, also maybe show some pop off the bounce be able to create a little bit for himself. Do you think there's a way to, especially with them introducing new head coach, Darko Ryakovic, who is, you know, 0.5 right. offense, everything like that. We've talked about it here on the channel, but like, do you think there's a way to potentially blend that? So you keep both sides sort of satisfied. I, I think we've already kind of seen it. It's the second half of his first season. When Pascal came back from injury, his usage sought up, Fred's went down and most of Precious's offense or success was, um, spot up shooting and then being able to attack a closeout and then use his dribbling athleticism and size to score from there. If he improves, like I said, if he improves his ability as a roller, he's the most athletic person that on the team, but oftentimes he takes the wrong path. And you see, like we laugh about all the time where he bumps into Pascal, he'll bump into Fred in, in the same path of where they're trying to get to the rim. If he improves that and his actual lob threat, it allows him to be on the floor a lot more and more useful. And we can bring down the the spot attempts a little, a little, a little down where he's can be on the floor and have more immediate success. And he's not reliant on a swing skill. Yeah. How do you feel about his touch? Because like we just talked about, like he he's improved as a rim finisher, but he's not necessarily Nikola Jokic in terms of his touch, but he's also not Christian Coloco with his touch, you know what I mean? Like where yeah. where do you where do you sit on his his touch and feel for the game? I think um his touch is improving. I wouldn't say it's it's at a point where it's good now. Yeah. He in terms of his finishing, most of it is a are dunks. He's cutting off of the gravity that Pascal's created. He, Pascal's forced a um a rotation. He's one of he's super athletic. He can cut down, get the ball, dunk. Um, where he'll be able to, where he needs to improve his actual um, touch will be if he's able to get a floater into his game where teams now, especially this season, aren't going to rotate the same way they have the past two seasons. So when he gets the ball off of these closeout, I'm confident he's going to be able to beat that first man most of the time. Yeah. Sometimes even if they sag off, just that's how athletic he is. But getting fully to the rim, we saw that with Pascal even. Next to Jakob, it's a challenge because teams are are packing the paint. If he can then change that into a floater and have some success with it, um, it makes him a more useful player and then also forces the defense to, to step up and then he can utilize some of his passing. And I think that's where 
the Raptors are kind of going to have to succeed. Their players are going to have to have high feel and be able to win in some of the very little things in order to have like an average offense this season. What's your, what's your realistic expectation for what precious looks like offensively uh, in his quote unquote prime, like not next season, but three, four okay. seasons from now, how does he look? What what is this the the archetype? What is the type of player he looks like four years down the road offensively? Offensively, offensively, I think a lot of it is still is him being a high level off ball player. That's being one of the the most athletic bigs in the league who can dunk everything at the rim, jump, kill on the offensive glass, and then. I think I'm probably higher than most on his passing feel. Although the numbers don't show, I think he's going to be able to execute a dump off pass. And teams, I think at a certain level, teams are going to know this guy's, we need to rotate if he's getting to the rim and he's going to be able to execute that dump off pass. And that's a colloquial or if any other big on the team where he'll be able to help them finish a much easier at the rim because of the force that he causes similar to like a OG, for example, we saw that this season where he was, he added that to his game and it really helped the team flow offensively. Yeah. It's funny. You brought up OG because some of the similarities uh, outside of the shooting, because OG is just such a more well-rounded shooter. They have the same flaws in the sense that OG has a balance issue when he's driving the ball, when he's attacking. Right. And that's something, a hurdle he has to go through. Precious sort of has this thing where he might bounce around, not know positionally where he needs to be or or even like fumble the ball at times. You know, his his handle is is good for his size, but it's not elite. Yeah. Um, and I wonder how they can counteract that offensively. The off ball stuff you mentioned is spot on. I think, you know, from a catch and shoot perspective, attacking closeouts, yeah. At, attacking a tilted defense. That's the way those types of players are going to thrive offensively. I wonder if you think defense can also be a calling card of Precious's similar to OG and where you stand on him as a defensive player. Yeah. Defensively, I think he can be all NBA. He, he, you mean all, you mean all defense, right? All defense. My fault. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all NBA Precious. I like it. <laughs> yeah. He can, he can be all defense. He's, to this day, I think he's probably regressed somewhat as a defender last season, but um, he also was coming back from injury and never really got back into the flow of the season. Mm-hmm. But he's a great um, he's a great rebounder. He's able to offer some resistance as a help side defender. I think um, best can, best case scenario for him is probably being that roaming defensive four, similar to what Pascal does, offering um, elite perimeter uh, defense, being able to switch onto guards and then coming in on the weak side and being able to block shots, offer resistance, and then also rebound. Like when you see Precious's numbers, the team rebounds much better when he's on the, on the floor. Yep. So I think the ideal situation is him being next to another big, like a, a Jakob or another rim protector where he's able to weaponize his athleticism around the floor where he can create chaos. I love that. Uh, and I think that's where like that's where he should really hang yep. his hat on. And if he wants to make that next contract, make it a good contract. We've seen it with guys like OG. They're not I mean, yes, you are technically getting rewarded for the shooting, for the ability to spot up and, and hit yep. and knock down shots, but it's also the defensive end of the ball where you're getting most of your money. Uh, and I think precious, like that is a very clear route for him to get a nice contract moving forward with the Raptors. Um, I wonder if you believe in it. Like, do you like, this is all good to talk about and good to see, 
But do you think everything we've sort of discussed when it comes to Precious, is it tangible knowing where the Raptors are at, knowing that Precious is arguably their second most important prospect? Maybe Grady yeah. is now, but like he he's one of their massive, you know, swing factors here for the next couple of years. Do you believe in that? Like, do you think he he has the chance to get to that next level? I think on the Raptors, it would be very difficult just because of the log jam that's currently on the team, like Pascal, Scotty, um, Jakob. But I think on another team where there's adequate um, playmakers and guys who are tilting defenses, I think he can do that 100%. Whether he wants to do the things that are probably get him paid the most is a different question. But we've already seen him do stuff at a high level. And he played well in that playoff series as well. I'm offered resistance against Joel Embiid. Yeah. To some degree. So I think he can do it. I think it's just a matter of whether he wants to and where he sees his skill set um, rounding into. You know what would have been funny? Uh, I feel like sim- not similar to Obi Toppin, but if, if Precious was on the Pacers, would thrive. Would absolutely yes. work 100%. Well. Just a lot of shooting, a lot of ball handling. He's constantly going to be attacking a tilted defense. Like That type of situation makes him thrive a lot more. Do you envision a, a scenario in Toronto where he is their next starting center uh, post Jakob, you know, maybe if Jakob gets traded into his contract, who knows, but do you see that being a realistic scenario of him being the no. starting five? No, I, I don't think so. I think he's much better as a four just because of the, he doesn't have those guys who are those small, those small centers who can play 82 games a year are those guys who have like abnormal length, like bam, Draymond and just incredible instincts in order to to meet bigs early with precious. The Raptors had to play a style that was um, more, more um, aggressive and had to, to really deter people from getting to the rim because once the Raptors defense was really beat, they were, they were letting in free lays at, at the rim and he didn't have the size to offer the resistance that Jakob did, which is why they made that trade. Right. Uh, I think, I think, I was going into last season expecting a precious leap. I think looking at yep. like the post All Star break numbers, people expected the shooting to translate even more. What we say uh, development isn't linear, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Do you think we see a better precious Achua next season? I I think so. I I think with the the offense that Darko wants to to get into. Precious making less decisions and that 0.5 type offense where he's grabbing the ball and going. And if they pair him with Scotty off of the bench, I could see him excelling a, a bit more. But it'll lead to wins, maybe not. But him personally, I could see his numbers going up if he's given the opportunity to expand his role on the bench. Big year for him, man. Contract extensions yep. coming up. Uh, it's it's going to be a big year for him as it, like just in general for his career. Uh, there are always tons of flashes when it comes to Precious Achua throughout the season. We've seen it, and it's been tantalizing enough for for guys like me and you to still, you know, believe in him and have faith in in him eventually becoming a legitimate rotation player, potentially, you know, fringe all defense type guy. Who knows, right? Um, yeah, Trey, appreciate you, man. Thank you very much for for jumping on. This was a a quick little discussion about Precious Achua. Appreciate you guys tapping into the leap. We got more players to discuss as we go through this series in August and, of course, the next NBA season. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me.